MIS sees some speed records, but not from race cars, and a full day of soccer finals leads to some last-minute victories. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. There are four newly crowned boys soccer champions after a great Saturday of four finals all at Grand Ledge High School. The first game of the day, the Division IV final, saw Western Michigan Christian knock off Madison Heights Bishop Foley 3-0. The Warriors got two goals from Takalan Vlasma and one from Charlie Bersma in the win. In Division Three, Jack Kaminga scored with less than 10 minutes remaining to give Hudsonville Unity Christian a 3-2 victory over Detroit Country Day. The title is the Crusaders' sixth. Grand Rapids Christian is the champ in Division Two. The Eagles scored all three goals in the second half in a 3-0 win over Mason. John Cassidy netted twice. And in the final game of the night, Troy Athens scored a goal with just two minutes left to tie it against Brighton. And then they won it in overtime on a Manny Abado goal. Athens now has six boys soccer championships. Complete coverage of all four divisions, including box scores, can be found at MHSAA.com. Girls soccer practice starts on March 11th, with the first games being played on March 20th. And the girls soccer finals will be June 14th and 15th from Michigan State University. It's time for Game Balls, when we highlight a trio of standout performances from the last week. First up... Jenison Jr. swimmer Sophia Umstead, she was a perfect 4-for-4 four four at the OK Red Conference meet, leading Jenison to their second straight league title. Belleville quarterback Bryce Underwood, the junior was 21-of-25 for 312 yards and 4 TD passes, plus he added a touchdown run and a 65-14 district final win over Celine. And to Duckerville's Hunter Garza, he ran for two touchdowns and threw for another in a 34-32 win over Portland St. Patrick. The win sends Deckerville to the eight-player semifinals. For high school seniors, the matchup of the year isn't on the field. It's actually online. That's right. When you fill out the FAFSA, you know, the free application for federal student aid, you could also be eligible for thousands of dollars in additional money from the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Yep, nearly 80% of students who fill out the FAFSA may be eligible. Now that's a matchup we can all root for. Get started today at michigan.gov achievement. The Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's a game changer. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Director of Officiating Services, Sam Davis. It's third and goal from the 12-yard line when the quarterback throws a pass high over the middle. It goes over the outstretched hands of the receiver, hits the crossbar of the goalpost, and ricochets back towards the receiver, who is able to grab it while standing in the end zone. Is this a touchdown? It is not. Once a pass hits the crossbar or uprights of the goalpost, the pass is dead. It is an incomplete pass, and now it's fourth and goal. So, they send out the field goal unit, and the kick hits the uprights, also bounces back into the field of play. Is the ball returnable by either team? Nope. Once it hits the goalpost and comes back onto the field, it's a missed field goal. The defense now takes over first and ten. Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, Go to the MHSAA website now to register. November 4th will go down as one of the fastest days at Michigan International Speedway as numerous cross-country finals records were broken. 
Let's start with the fastest. Rachel Forsyth of Ann Arbor Pioneer shattered the all-division record, turning in a time of 16.28, nearly 24 seconds faster than any girl has run at finals. It's her second D1 individual championship. Romeo won the team title. Hart junior Jessica Jaswinski set a Lower Peninsula Division III record en route to picking up her second straight individual title. Jackson Lumen Christie won the team title in D3. And a record was set in Division IV as Aiden Heron won her second straight finals and etched her name atop the list of fastest ever in D4. On the boys' side, Freeland's TJ Hansen broke the Division II record. He ran the course in 1452.8. Ada Forest Hills Eastern was first amongst teams in Division II. Complete coverage, standings, and results from all four divisions for both the boys and the girls can be found at MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll see you next week. Every touchdown. Fires, and it's caught for the touchdown. Every hit. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Every basket. This one's good if it goes. Oh, dear. Every goal is on GetStuckOnSports.com all season long. And we say good evening, everybody, and we welcome you to uh, Elmont High School, the site of this Division VI Region Four championship game between the 10-1 Elmont Raiders and the 8-3 Pioneers of Detroit Edison High School. Edison only started playing football back in 2012, so it is a young program that's only made three playoff appearances, but they have a 4-2 record in six playoff games, including two victories to win their first district title this year they beat old redford 22 to nothing and e-course 32 to 6 to rather cruise through to the district championship elmont well they've made the playoffs this is their 20th time in school history they have 22 postseason wins to 19 losses they beat clintondale 35 to 8 and then won the district title last week with a thrilling 40 to 38 overtime win over Warren Michigan Collegiate setting up this game here tonight between the Pioneers and the Raiders and we'll talk with Raiders head coach James Lusby in just a moment as our pregame show gets underway here on GetStuckOnSports.com There's no way you can score without an assist from GetStuckOnSports.com Your kids Your schools Your sports Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Come see your Port Huron Prowlers on Saturday, November 11th, as they take on their I-94 rivals, the Motor City Rockers. The Prowlers will be celebrating Military Appreciation Night and wearing specialty jerseys that you can bid on after the game. Get your tickets at phprowlers.com slash tickets or call the box office at 810-985-6166. 
Your intuition is telling you to prepare for the future, no matter what happens. Your heart is telling you to help others in your community. With Women's Life Insurance Society, you can do both. Protect your family's financial security with life insurance and annuities from an organization that also supports scholarships, soup kitchens, and so much more. You can trust Woman's Life to be there for your loved ones, even if you can't, and to support local communities. Trust your intuition. Trust Woman's Life. Get started today at womanslife.org. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Marine City Nursery is a wholesale retail garden center and gift shop that has been family owned and operated for over 90 years. Located at 5304 Marine City Highway in China Township, Marine City Nursery handles a wide variety of evergreens, deciduous trees, shrubs, and perennials. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sundays. Don't plan your landscaping project without a visit to Marine City Nursery. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back to the pregame show, and we're with Coach James Lusby now. First, congratulations on the district uh, title. Hell of a game with Warren Collegiate. You guys gave them a punch. They took it. They gave you a punch, and you took it. Uh, I don't know what else you want to add to that. Uh, then we just outlasted them, really, in that case, right, because they were coming back, and we just uh, the time was in our favor, and uh, we ended up coming out on top. Uh, they missed the uh, catch, and uh, I saw our guys jumping around, and I knew it was time to celebrate. Yeah, you know, because um, that was the weirdest part about that. Nine two-point conversions in a row between two teams. I've never seen that before. I mean, even two good teams – because you got two good defenses too. Well, and yeah, and I mean, we kicked extra points all year long, right? So we watched them, and we knew that they were going to go for two. So we had to match them, and that was our mindset going in: is that we had to match them. Um, I told Sean, I said, uh, "You're going to have to take a break on extra points, and you know, hopefully, you'll get a chance to kick a field goal or not." And uh, so that's two points, and we had, we made more than they did. I guess that's the best part about it. All right, let's get to uh, this game. Detroit Edison, um, 
I don't know anything about them. They had a good baseball team a couple of years ago, and they were really fast. Um, I don't know how many of those players play football, but I'm going to uh, assume they've played well enough to get to this point, so that makes them dangerous. Uh, fast, again, uh, athletic, big. They're, you know, the last two teams we faced were our size are smaller, and, uh, and this team is definitely, we are going to be the smaller team out there. Um, I think, uh, you know, they've got better throughout the year. Um, at watching early film, um, you could see where they struggled a little bit, but then they started dialing in, and now they're playing their best football, which is what you want to be doing when you make the playoffs, when you're in the playoffs. So are we going to see a team that spreads the field, or are we going to see a team that's going to run the ball primarily? What are we looking at? Um, you're looking at a team that uh, will spread you out, and then they like to run their quarterback. Um, the quarterback's a big guy. I, would, I don't know how big he is because we don't have a roster yet, but I would say 6'2", um, 6'3", six, two, six, 230. He's a big boy. Um, they run him downhill. Um, not as elusive as the last team that we played, but definitely more powerful. I'm going to assume they've not seen the wing tee or a style of offense that you play, and that's going to be probably most people you play from here on out haven't seen it. Um, what do you think you can do against them? Um, hopefully our counters and stuff will work and uh, just hide in the ball deception. Um, they have played a team. They played uh, Whitmore Lake, which is straight tee. Um, they don't run it as well as we do. Um, we're a little bit faster in the backfield than they are, but uh, they have lined up against the T formation before, so we kind of have an idea of what they'll line up in. Um, but like I said, their guys are so big, it looks like they're taking up two gaps, which is kind of scary in a way. All right, well, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully we're talking about a regional title after the game. Yes, hopefully we are. Thank you. All right, there's James Lusby, and guess what? Kickoff is next here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you need Blue Water area scores, standing schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Whether you're looking for a safer, easier-to-maintain walk-in tub or shower, or a whole new updated and complete renovation, you need to call Luxury Bath by Mobility Remodelers. You could have a beautiful tub or walk-in shower and save more than 50% over traditional remodeling. They offer hundreds of combinations of colors, patterns, and accessories featuring microband technology. Call 810-385-1700 for a free in-home consultation and look for their new showroom in the Birchwood Mall. Luxury Bath and Mobility Remodelers. Imagine what they can do for you. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Zimmer Roofing has been serving Eastern Michigan and the Thumb for over 35 years. Family owned since 1984, Zimmer Roofing is a full service commercial and residential roofing contractor specializing in flat and low slope roofing systems as well as shingles, metal and insulated wall panels. When you need reliable service from a contractor that you trust who stands by their work, call Zimmer today at 810-966-6991 and request a quote. Zimmer Roofing and Construction experienced and trustworthy. Grace Memorial is here to serve you during your time of need. With four locations in Port Huron, Kimball, Marine City, and Clinton Township, Grace will take care of all of your needs. They offer funeral services, cremations, burials, monuments, and celebration of life services. Call 810-985-4351 to get in contact. They offer superb service with exceptional facilities at affordable prices. Grace Memorial, because a life well lived is worth remembering. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, just a uh, reminder that uh, there's two Saturday games in the area. Uh, Upley in Division 8 is hosting Ithaca in a regional championship game. And in eight-man football in eight-man Division 2, it's the semifinals. Deckerville is on the road at Adrian Lenaway Christian. And uh, I'll be at that game tomorrow. Kickoff is set for 1 o'clock. We'll be on the air about 12.40 from uh, Lenaway Christian tomorrow for that Deckerville-Adrian Lenaway Christian. Game here tonight. It is the uh, D6 regional championship game in Region Four between Elmont and uh, their opponent Detroit Edison, and uh, we'll have the uh, two teams out on the field for the uh, kickoff coming up next here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. 
Your intuition is telling you to prepare for the future, no matter what happens. Your heart is telling you to help others in your community. With Women's Life Insurance Society, you can do both. Protect your family's financial security with life insurance and annuities from an organization that also supports scholarships, soup kitchens, and so much more. You can trust Woman's Life to be there for your loved ones, even if you can't, and to support local communities. Trust your intuition. Trust Woman's Life. Get started today at womanslife.org. Whether you're looking for a safer, easier-to-maintain walk-in tub or shower, or a whole new updated and complete renovation, you need to call Luxury Bath by Mobility Remodelers. You could have a beautiful tub or walk-in shower and save more than 50% over traditional remodeling. They offer hundreds of combinations of colors, patterns, and accessories featuring microband technology. Call 810-385-1700 for a free in-home consultation and look for their new showroom in the Birchwood Mall. Luxury Bath and Mobility Remodelers. Imagine what they can do for you. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Hi, this is Dennis Stuckey. I have to be honest, without Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering, there would be no StuckOnSports.com. I'm not very technical, and Andrew set up my webpage, my streaming platforms, all of the software for the games, the podcast. Well, basically, he set me up with everything a broadcaster needs. Andrew even knew the best places to get quality equipment at a fair price. Check out his site at thompson-engineering.com or call Andrew at 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All righty then. Welcome back here to uh, Elmont. Dennis Stuckey with you. Uh, we're just about set to get it going here. Elmont won the toss tonight. They have uh, elected to uh, kick off. So they defer to the second half, and Edison will get the ball first. And uh, back deep is uh, Jeffrey McBurrows for the Pioneers to receive O'Neill's kick. Now, O'Neill's got the leg. He could kick it into the end zone every time, but a lot of times Elmont tries to uh, pin the other team inside the uh, 20. Landers is the other deep man, but they're going McBurrow's way, and this time they are going to let O'Neill drill it out of the end zone for a touchback. So the ball will come out to the 20, and that is where we'll see Edison go to work. Their quarterback is Joshua Brewer, and after that we don't know a whole lot about them. And uh, full disclosure, we only have about half their roster tonight, so I'm hoping the guys that get the ball are the half that we have. Number two, McBurrows is in the backfield, so that helps. They'll spread the field. They've got uh, four receivers with trips out to the right, single receiver to the left. Out of the uh, shotgun, they're going to give the ball to McBurrow, and he's going to be hit right away, and the Raiders are all over him. They're going to drop him for a loss. Back around the 17-yard line, they're going to lose three. McBurrow's never had a uh, chance on that play. 
They were all over him. So it'll bring up second down and 13 from the 17. This time they're going to put a single receiver off to the right side. And they're going to go with quads to the left. So they've emptied the backfield here for Brewer. Working out of the shotgun. On second and 13 from their own 17. Now they'll motion a man to the left. And a flag on the play. Brewer running will get to the 16 and only picked up about one yard there. And again, we had flags on the play, and Almont sideline is saying we want to decline this if it's against Edison. And so uh, while they discuss what the flag is, and we're pretty confident that this is against the Pioneers. So it's going to be, we think, third and long here. Not quite a minute gone into the football game. We have 11.05 to play first quarter. That was a second and 13 play. And they are walking off the penalty, so I guess they're saying it was a dead ball situation. So a false start against Edison is going to make it second and 18. Oh, I see. Then they had the personal foul against Elmont, so that's going to move the ball 15 yards the other way. So it'll be a five-yard penalty followed by a 15-yard walk-off, which is going to make it second down and short now. So now that down, yeah, does the down count is the question. Is it second down or third down? Is it second and three or third and three? And we're going to go with uh, what the chain gang has. They have second and three at the 27. So one of those confusing plays. I think we had one of these last week in the Marine City Lutheran North game. Now I think they're discussing what down it should be. But they're satisfied with second and three from the 27-yard line. And again, Brewer by himself in the backfield with trips to the left and a single receiver to the right side. They're going to move a man in motion to the right. High snap. Brewer brings it in. He's being chased back there. He's a big guy, though. He avoids the first defender. Now he turns it up and runs out of bounds. Back near the 25-yard line, he's going to lose yardage here, and it's going to bring up third down. He's back to the 26 for a loss of one on the play. And now it'll bring up third down and five, or actually third and four from the 26. They've got to get to the 30 for the first down. 10.49 to go here in the first quarter. This is the opening possession. It's third and four, even though Edison has run two plays, both for minus yards. That was the uh, the penalty in there. Now they go with two receivers to the right and one to the left, and they move a man back into the backfield. Straight drop, Brewer looking, firing deep down the far sideline, and incomplete. Hit the hands of the receiver on the far side. That was Phil Garland, and it... Uh, Got out of his hands. It would have been a great catch if he would have been able to come up with it, but it's going to bring up fourth down and four, and at their own 26, Edison will bring out Caden Upshaw to punt the ball away. 
Winkler back deep here for Elmont, standing near his own 42-yard line. So Upshaw stands at about his own 12 to kick this away. Not completely buying that. Ooh, another high wobbly snap, but Upshaw's got it. He line drives it ahead, bounces at the Edison 40, and takes a roll for them into Elmont territory. It'll be downed at the 45-yard line, and the Raiders will have decent field position to uh, open up uh, their attack here. So Almont gets a stop. That was a weird series of uh, downs. Again, they had minus four yards, but because of the penalty situation, they were kicking that ball on fourth and four. So 10.33 to go here in the first, and now the Raiders have the ball for the first time today. Chase Davidowski leads them up to the line, full house backfield for Almont here. Now they're going to shift and uh, put a receiver over on the uh, right side. They're running on first down, and there's no room there for Winkler. He's going to be dropped back near the 41-yard line and lose about four yards there. Now they're going to move it up to the 42, loss of three for Winkler on first down. Second and 13. Edison is a big team. And we'll see if that's an issue for Elmont. If they make the holes for their backs, their backs will run a long ways. So second and 13 back at the 42 for the Raiders now. Keeping it on the ground. And it's Winkler again, it looks like. And he got back just short of the original line of scrimmage. So he... He basically got back the yards that they lost on first down. And that's going to bring up third down and 10. So third and 10, Raiders from their own 45. Looking for a big play here on third down. Again, No receivers, full house backfield, and it looked like somebody for Edison jumped through and offsides, and that will give a free five yards to the Raiders, move the ball to midfield, make it third and five, and make it a little easier to think about going for it on a fourth down play if it's fourth and short. Just under nine minutes to go here in the first quarter. A little bit of a slow start to this one for both sides. Again, three backs in the backfield on third and five, and Edison jumped offside again. And that'll be a free first down for the Raiders. That'll move the ball to the Pioneer 45. First down, Elmont. They got a freebie there. Know that I've ever seen a start like this. Almont has no yards, but they've got a first down into Edison territory. Edison had minus four yards, and they punted on fourth and four. <laughs> I'm sure things will settle in eventually. Batani bouncing outside to the left, and he's got some room. 
And he has picked up another first down, it looks like, to the 35. We'll see on the spot. They're going to spot it as a nine-yard gain for uh, Chase Patani. And it'll bring up second and one from the 36. Patani caught that corner, and then you just... If you're an Elmont fan, you hold your breath for a second because you think he can go all the way every time he touches the ball. He came in tonight needing 56 yards for 1,000 on the season. He got nine right there. Now they're going to shift out of the tee. Batani on the wing, and again they jump offside. Three times in four plays, Edison has gone offside here. That's going to be another Elmont first down. It'll move the ball to the 31-yard line, first and 10 Raiders. They have 15 yards on this drive on offside penalties. So first down from the 31 now. Patani again shifts out of the backfield. Walton goes motion and lines up to the uh, right. And they're going to hand off straight up the middle. And Pahalski is across the 30 to about the 27. He got about four yards there. Matt's first carry of the game. Leaves them with second down and about six from the 27. 6.40 to play here in the first quarter. No score. Edison went three and out and punted the ball. Elmont started this drive at their own 45, and they're to the 27 now. Again, they'll split Walton out wide to the right, go with two running backs, and they'll hand it off to Bukulski, and he is across the 25 to the 23 and got about four more yards there. Leave them with third and about two. So third down and two from the 23, halfway through the first quarter. We're looking for our first points of the game, and I'm sure this is four down territory for the Raiders right here. Furkaran is in the backfield here along with Batani and Bikalski. And straight ahead, they're going to get the first down, down to the 20. A three-yard gain there for Furkaran. So they gave Aiden the ball that time, and the big fellow crashes through for another Elmont first down. First one, first first down on this drive that didn't get aided by a penalty, I think. So here we go again, first and 10, this time from the 20. And a handoff straight up the middle and all the way down to the five-yard line. Steam rolls. Big 28, Johnny Joka. A 15-yard pickup for Joka. And it's first down and goal to go. Raiders at the five. 
So they, they put a, the real big running back right in the middle there. And he went flying through. Walton will split out wide to the left here. Probably window dressing. Joyka and uh, Furkeron in the backfield. And Joka will get another carry. This time Edison's ready for him and they'll stop him. And no gain. So that'll bring up second down and goal. They figured he blasted through the first time. They'd give him another try at it. Second down and goal from the five. Furkeron checks back into the lineup with Batani and Bukulski in the backfield now. Arno, check that. They've still got uh, Joka in the backfield with Batani. Batani will get the carry this time. He cuts it upfield inside the five. And just back to the line of scrimmage again. So Edison playing them tough right now. And will bring up third and goal from the five. Three and a half minutes to go here in a quick moving first quarter. Third down and goal to go. This time, Joka is the only setback. And they're going to keep it to Winkler. And Winkler coming around in motion on a jet sweep is going to get the corner and get into the end zone for an Almont score. On third and goal from the five, they sent Winkler around in motion to the right. And he got into the open space and cruises into the end zone for the score to make it 6 nothing for Almont. Winkler on the five-yard run with 3.15 to go. Here in the opening quarter, O'Neal for the point after. Walton the holder, and O'Neal will bang that one through and blast it all the way to Romeo. He's got a big leg. A soccer player by day and the place kicker by night here at Elmont. 7-0 for the Raiders. After the Luke Winkler five-yard touchdown run. And an interesting drive that was aided by offsides, penalties, and more. So O'Neill will kick it off. He banged the first one out of the end zone. And here's O'Neill's kick, and again, he's going to blast it deep and over the head of the return men and out of the end zone for a touchback. So, uh, 
Belmont on top. 7-0 on the Winkler touchdown run. And again, Edison had minus yards on their first possession, but because of a penalty, they punted on fourth down and four. It was uh, a weird uh, setup. They'll go with trips to the right, single receiver to the left. The running back is McBurrows, and we've got a flag on the play, and this might be delay of game, yeah. Delay of game against Edison, and they're really having problems with penalties. So this will make it first and 15 back at the 15. 21 Donovan Lyons. And split out wide to the left. They've got two receivers to the right. They're going to put a man in motion. They're going to pitch it to McBurrow. And McBurrows isn't going to get very far. He's going to be dropped for a loss near the 11 or 12-yard line. Loss of about four on the play. That's two times they've run that play to McBurrows for minus seven yards. Second down and 19 back at the 11. Brewer working out of the shotgun with McBurrow in the backfield with him. He's got uh, three receivers to the left and a single receiver to the right this time. Directing traffic before taking the snap here. On second and 19 with two and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Play action. Brewer's throwing down the middle of the field. Had a man and he dropped it. Had him for a first down, too. First down out at the 30, and he was trying to get it to Upshaw at the 31, and Upshaw just flat out dropped that ball. He was in front of his defender, and that should have been a first down throw. It'll bring up third and 19 now. 2.24 to play in the quarter. That would have been a big play for Edison. Instead, now they're looking for a big play on third and long. Third and a cab ride to Emily City here. They're going to shift a couple of players, put a man in the slot to the left, give them three receivers that way. Again, Brewer has a second to snap the ball, and he's not going to get it off in time. Another delay of game penalty coming up here. They've got clocks here in each end zone, so... Brewer should have been able to know that he was running out of time there, and he was bouncing around back there, giving signals to his wide receivers. Penalty's going to move the ball back to the six and make it third and 24. Third down and 24. Empty backfield for Brewer. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Take the snap near his own goal line. He's rolling out in the end zone, looking, throwing off the back foot, and it's intercepted. No, dropped. Oh, boy, that was a pick six for Mantini, and he couldn't hang on, but it'll bring up fourth down. Oh, Mantini stepped right in front of the pass at the 15-yard line. He would have walked into the end zone for the score, and it just fell out of his hands, but another big stop for Almont's defense. So fourth down, and they'll be kicking from out of the end zone. Upshaw standing just a couple of yards from the end line. Bit of a high snap and a short kick that's going to bounce around the 25-yard line and be downed at the 26. Short field here for the Raiders to work with. 
They're up 7-0 with 2.07 to go here in the opening quarter. And they're winning the field position battle right now. And first and 10 from the 26 here. Davidowski will lead him up to the line. Batani and Pakulski in the backfield. Winkler is off to the left in a wing. He comes in motion, but it's play action. Davidowski steps up in the pocket, throws underneath complete to Winkler, and he's got it inside the 20 to about the 18-yard line for a pickup of eight. You don't see Elmont throw a lot, but they uh, mix it up every now and again, and Davidowski's actually a pretty good passer. I think their best receiver is Cole Walton. He'll be off to the uh, right, almost in a tight ends uh, position here. They're off to the left side now. Bahalski is the single back. They've got Batani on a wing to the right. He's going in motion left, and he will get the handoff to the 15, and that's enough for a first down. He got three. And they needed two, so it's first down. Raiders at the 15. We'll be under a minute before they take their next uh, snap to go here in the first quarter. And uh, here in the first, things going Almont's way. Winkler to the left, Batani to the right. Bahalski directly behind Debdowski. Now they'll send it to Bohalski straight ahead. He's inside the 10. Still on his uh, feet as they drive him back a bit, and they're going to give him the 10-yard line. It'll be a pickup of five. They may run one more play. They don't have to. But they're second and five at the 10 with 20 seconds to go in the quarter. They'll come up to the line. Again, Pahalski the only back. Winkler goes motion to the right. And I think Elmont's just going to let the clock run out here. They will. They're not going to snap it. They're trying to see if they, I think, if they could get Edison to jump one more time. That'll do it for the first quarter. All Raiders, they lead it 7 nothing, and they're looking at second and five from the 10 when we start the second quarter. Mama Vicky's Coney Island has been a staple of the Blue Water area for the past century. If you want breakfast or some delicious Coney dogs, Mama Vicky's Coney Island is the place to go. Mama Vicky's offers two convenient locations in downtown Port Huron and in Fort Gratiot. Mama Vicky's North is open 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. six days a week. Their downtown location is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Whether it's for a big game or you just want an affordable meal for the whole family, it's Mama Vicky's Coney Island since 1923. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Almont in good position here. They lead it already 7 to nothing, and they're looking at second and five from the Edison 10 as we start the second quarter of play. They'll go Winkler, Pahalski, and Batani in a row behind Davidowski, who's under center. And Davidowski play action, going to throw, firing for Walton, and it's caught for a Raider touchdown. 13-0 Elmont, four seconds into the second quarter. A 10-yard touchdown pass to Cole Walton. And Davidowski, two out of two for 18 yards here in the ball game. Extra point from O'Neill. Trying to get it to 14, and he'll just chip that one, pitching wedge up that time and through. So it's 14-0 Raiders, four seconds into the second quarter. Walton was wide open for the touchdown catch there on the play action that completely had Edison fooled. <laughs> so O'Neill has banged two out of the end zone so far. This one, again, will be boomed right up the center of the field this time. It'll split the two return men and roll into the end zone. So three straight touchbacks for O'Neill, and that has been a weapon. As uh, Edison did not have a positive play in the first quarter. They were 0 of 3 trying to throw the ball at uh, three rushing attempts. They had minus eight yards. The only positive yardage they've gotten at all was one... uh, personal foul against Elmont, which came on a play where they had a penalty as well. Edison's had about six penalties in the game. They've had three offsides on defense, and they've had two delay of games and a false start on offense, so they have not helped themselves. Two receivers to either side. McBurrow the back. They're going to give him the handoff. No, Brewer kept the ball, and he's sacked. He's sacked back at the 16 for a loss of four. He should have handed the ball off to McBurrows. McBurrows was at least going to make it back to the line of scrimmage. Loss of three on the play officially. So from the 17, it'll be second and 13. So second and 13, two receivers to the left, a single receiver to the right. McBurrows is going to 
go out of the backfield. They're going to set up the screen pass for him, and it's incomplete. A little high for McBurrows. So that's really the first bad throw by Brewer in the uh, game. He's had a couple of drops from receivers, but now it's going to be third and 13. Edison has been playing behind the sticks this whole first half so far. So again, no backs. Brewer is back there by himself. They're going to go with four receivers to the right and a single receiver to the left. Brewer sends a man in motion, straight drop. He's got time, fires over the middle. It's tipped and incomplete. Furkeron got a hand on it, and he nearly tipped it over to Mantini, who had an interception chance in the first quarter. But it's going to be fourth down now, and they're going to have to kick it away again. And Upshaw's first kick got a nice roll. His last kick was not a very good one. And the Raiders are very confident here. They've got Winkler standing at about the 41-yard line of Edison as this kick will be coming from Upshaw, who stands at about his own one-yard line. Another high snap. Upshaw brings it down. He's got time. He line drives it out of there. It bounces near the 30 and then bounces out on the far sideline. And more great field position here for the Raiders as they're going to say that one went out at about the 32. So Elmont is smelling blood here maybe. They'll start at the 32, their last drive. Started at about the 45. Davidowski under center here with three backs. They give it to the first man through. That's Furkeron and blasting their way through. Nope, Joka again, and he blasts his way down to about the 22-yard line for a 10-yard pickup and a first down. That's four carries, 25 yards for Joka here in the first half. And uh, Elmont having their way right now. First down from the 22. And they haven't really used Batani that much here in the first half yet. Gonna get a carry here and he's got some room. Inside the 15 to the 14. He's about a yard short of a first down on a nine-yard pickup. So second and one from the 13-yard line. Elmont up 14-nothing and looking for more right now. And now the officials are going to stop play. This might have to do with the play clock. Yeah. 
Now the referee is running over to the Edison sideline to tell their coach something. Not quite sure what this is all about. Now he's going to run over to the Elmont side, it looks like. They might be having a problem with the play clock, and they might just have the back judge keep the time now. It's 14-0 Elmont, 9.56 still to go here in the first half. Raiders looking at second and one from the Edison 13. Edison unable to move the football so far here in this first half, and uh, Elmont has been capitalizing on the short field. They've got a touchdown run in the game from Winkler on a five-yard run, and they've got a 10-yard touchdown pass to Cole Walton. Now, again, they go with the three backs behind. And first man through is Joka. Joka to the 10. He's got a first down and finally brought down around the seven after a pickup of about six yards there. It'll be first down and goal to go, Raiders. So Joka having a big first half here. First and goal, Elmont at the seven. Raiders not in any rush. Dave Dowski brings the plays in from uh, the sideline and then tells the huddle. And then they uh, go to their positions. They're going to go with two backs this time. They've got Walton split out wide to the right. And this time I think Elmont moved first. So a false start against the Raiders will push him back out to the 12. So first down and goal to go Raiders from the 12-yard line. And Elmont uh, hasn't made very many mistakes in the uh, first half so far, and uh, that was one of the uh, first ones, second penalty against the Raiders. So now they'll go back to the three-back look here. And play action. Dadowski throwing again. He's got a man wide open for a touchdown. 12 yards. To Winkler, I believe that was, who hauled it in for the score. And that play was just too wide open. And Davidowski's three out of three. Two touchdown passes now. And O'Neill for the point after. And the kick is up and good from O'Neill. As that time he kicked it out to uh, Emily City. He's got quite a leg. There's still 8.41 to go here in the uh, first half. And Elmont now enjoying a 21-0 lead. And right now, really, the Raiders doing anything they want. And uh, Edison so sold out on the uh, run that uh, really all three pass plays have been wide open. So 
So Winkler with his second touchdown of the game. He's got one rushing and one passing. This is gonna bounce at the 25. Wild uh, pinball scramble. And it's finally uh, picked up by Garland. And he is going to bob and weave and get back to the 20 yard line. So once again, Edison will start from the 20. This time it just wasn't a touchback. Pioneers looking for a positive play on offense. They've got negative 11 yards rushing and nothing in the air so far. Brewer 0 of 5 passing. McBurrows is the running back, and again, they've got uh, two receivers to the right and one to the left. Brewer working out of the shotgun. Gives it to McBurrow, and McBurrow has got some positive yards. Out to about the 23, it's a gain of three. And it'll bring up second down and seven. That's actually their first positive uh, play on offense. Taking away the uh, the penalties. Again, with three receivers here and working out of the shotgun, second and seven from the 23. Brewer looking to throw, firing deep down the middle, and again, it's off the hands of the intended receiver, Garland, incomplete. Brewer's got a big arm, and he's throwing some darts, but his receivers are not coming up with the catches. That would have, would have been a pretty good catch on the run for Garland if he could have come up with it. But uh, somebody needs to make a play for Edison, or they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They're already in trouble right now, down 21 nothing. A lot of football to go. Almost eight minutes left here in this first half. But now it's third and seven. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Brewer out of the gun. He wants to roll out this time, setting up the screen, and that time he threw it too high for Ken Brown here on the near sideline. It would have been enough for a first down. But Brown uh, just able to get a fingertip on it as it was well over his head. And it'll bring up fourth down, and it'll mean Upshaw will come out to kick again. And again, the Raiders are looking at getting real good field position again. Winkler's back deep, standing around the 45 of Edison. Now he's going to take a couple of steps back. Upshaw from the 10. Another line drive kick caught by Winkler at his own 49, and he's hit right away. Good coverage downfield for Edison. And Winkler will be dropped for a minus one-yard return, but Almont still in good shape at their own 48-yard line. All Raiders here in the first half. Davidowski, three out of three for 30 yards and two touchdowns. Winkler, two catches for 20 yards, and Walton, a catch for 10. Johnny Joka is their leading rusher, five carries, 31 yards. 
So from the 48. And a delay to Winkler, and he's going to get stopped for no gain. Four carries, five yards, and a touchdown for Winkler on the ground in this one. That play didn't fool anybody. So second down and 10, Raiders from their own 48. They lead it 21 to nothing. 7.15 to go here in the second quarter. Davidowski will go from under center in the T formation. And they'll hand it off to Batani. He'll shake a tackle, get to the 50, and dive forward into Edison territory to about the 48-yard line. He got about, well, they're going to give him an extra yard. He got about five yards there. And that'll bring up third down and five. Raiders now back into Edison territory at the 47. It was a very powerful run by Batani there because it initially didn't look like he was going to get much, and he kind of dragged two tacklers with him over the 50-yard line. See what they do here on third and five from the 47, straight up the middle. Bukulski breaks free. It's a foot race, and he's tackled from behind at the 20 after a 27-yard dash straight up the middle. Oh, boy, it looked like he was going to go all the way. They give him a very nice mark down to about the uh, 18-yard line. So that's a 29-yard pickup. 29-yard gain to the 18, and they're in the red zone again. Well, boy, when Bohalski got through there, I thought he was gone, but the Edison defenders showed their speed there to catch him and drag him down at the 18-yard line. The Raiders are on the move again. Halfway through this uh, second uh, quarter, and they're looking already for their fourth touchdown of the game. They led 7-0 at the end of one. It took them just four seconds to get a score here in the second quarter. And so far, their offense has struck on all of its possessions. And they're trying to make it uh, four in a row here with 5.59 to go in the second. And they're at the Edison 18 with a first and 10 coming out of this timeout. They're already over 100 yards on the ground, plus another 30 in the air, and I've got Edison unofficially for minus eight yards. They've had only one positive play from scrimmage, a three-yard run. Joyka back into the game. They'll send two receivers to the left this time with Winkler and Walton out that way. Winkler in the slot. And they're going to hand off to Batani. And he's going to get inside the 15 to about the 14, and that'll be a pickup of four. 26 yards away from 1,000 for Batani. He's got 30 yards on five carries in this one. Second and six Raiders from the Edison 14. 
Joyka is the uh, only setback here. He's going to get it straight ahead to the 10, to the 5, and right through into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. 14 yards straight up the middle for Johnny Joyka, who continues to have a big first half here for Elmont, and they're up 27 to nothing. It's their third touchdown here in the second quarter. Still 5.15 to go until halftime. Here's O'Neill for the point after. Walton the holder. We got a flag on the play. False start against the uh, Raiders, so they'll move them back five yards, but that last extra point by O'Neill would have been good from about 45 yards out. So a little bit longer here on the uh, point after. So a 25-yard extra point try after the penalty instead of a 20. But again, he's got a great leg, and he'll blast it right down the middle. It's good. So O'Neill is four for four on extra points. The Raiders are four for four on offense, and they lead it 28 to nothing with 5.15 to go here in the first half. All Elmont all the time so far. Johnny Joyka, the latest Raider to find the end zone. Winkler has a pair, Walton and Joyka. The players with touchdowns, kickoff return from the eight. This is Garland up across the 20 to the 25. Garland battling his way out close to the 30-yard line. And so that will give Edison their best field position of the game to start. Every other drive has started from the uh, 20. They're 10 yards further up here, but they haven't been able to do anything yet. Brewer 0 out of 7 for no yards, and they have minus 8 on the ground. Lions is in the backfield, so Edison have two backs, one to either side of Brewer. Now they line up in a more traditional pistol look, still with three receivers. Brewer out of the shotgun. They run the uh, jet sweep here and give the uh, ball and a flag on the play as they'll get about five yards here, but we've got a flag in the backfield generally where you'll get holding. The ball carrier was Chris Johnson. Or check that, number five, Landers was the ball carrier. So Landers gained five, which would have been their most explosive play of the day, but holding is going to bring this back to the 20. And it'll make it first and 20 
for the Pioneers, who just can't get out of their own way right now. They'll send three receivers off wide to the uh, left side. Single receiver to the right. That's Lyons, and now Lyons is being shifted back into the backfield into a pistol look, and they'll move Garland over to the right. Two receivers still to the left. Brewer out of the shotgun. Straight drop. Has some time now. He's flushed out of the pocket, so he'll roll out and run and yet run out of bounds at the 20 for no gain. And it'll bring up second and 20, and because he ran out of bounds, the clock stops with 420 to go in the half because you have to think about now. Helmont's going to be looking at getting the ball back with plenty of time to work with. 28-0, Elmont on top. And Edison continuing to struggle offensively here, looking at uh, second and 20 from their own 20. They go three receivers off wide to the uh, left. McBurrows is the running back. He's to the right of his quarterback, and Lyons is the receiver to the right. Out of the gun, Brewer sets up the little bubble screen. This one is complete, but it's not going to get them much, maybe a yard. Upshaw made the catch, and it'll bring up third and 19. That's their first completion. They're one out of eight for one yard. So third down and 19 from their own 21. This time they'll go trips to the right side, single receiver to the left. McBurrow's the running back next to Brewer in the shotgun. Lyons goes in motion. Brewer rolling out, being chased back there, throws underneath, flag on the play as it is caught by Lyons, and he's run out of bounds near the 30-yard line. He got about nine yards there, but the penalty flag, we'll see what this is. Be fourth and 10 if they refuse the penalty. So it was holding against Edison, but Elmont's going to decline the penalty. It's a nine-yard completion to Lions, but it's going to leave them with fourth and 10 at their own 20. 3.27 to go until halftime. 28-0 Raiders. Upshaw will drop back and kick it away from about his own 16-yard line. Or actually, he's, yeah, he's back about the 16. Another high snap. Gets the kick away. This is a good kick. Forces Winkler back inside his own 30. This is going to roll all the way down to the Raider 21. That's a great kick there. And that was Brewer that kicked that time, not Upshaw. Six kicked instead of eight. And he's got a much better leg than uh, Upshaw was doing. And so the Raiders driven back there for the first time. They're 
in their own territory a significant way. I think their worst starting position was their own 45 so far tonight. And now they'll start from their own 21. They have 3.02 to work with here in the first half and all of their timeouts. So, in other words, they've got plenty of time here. So, Davidowski under center. They've got one back this time. They put a man in motion, and they hand the ball off to Batani. There's a flag on the play as Batani got to about the 25, but I think this is coming back on a holding call. So not a good start to this drive. But the Almont offense hasn't done anything wrong so far in the football game to this point. They're four out of four on drives for touchdowns. But now they're looking at first and 20 from their own 11. Two fifty and clock running. Halski, the back behind Davidowski. They'll hand it off straight ahead. So Baholski will get just maybe a yard there at the most. So second down. Yeah, they're going to say no gain. Second. Oh, no, they do give them a yard. So second and 19 from the 12. 210 to go. Again, Raiders have all three of their timeouts. They're not choosing to use anything right now deep in their own territory. Joyka, the back. He's going to give it to Winkler, and he's going to get a short gain to about the 14. And it's going to bring up third and long here for the Raiders. And now it's Edison that's going to take a timeout, hoping that they can get a crack at it here. It'll be third down and about uh, 17 for the Raiders from about their own 14-yard line. Winkler didn't get much more than a yard or two there if he got that much. Looks like the ball's at about the 13. They've got to get out to the 31-yard line for the first down. I'm going to split Walton out wide to the left. Coming out of this uh, timeout. 152 to go here in the half. 28-0 Elmont on top. Third and long. And they're going to give it to Batani. And he's got room up the near sideline. To the 30. He's got a first down and more. 40 to the 50 to the 45 of Edison before he's tackled from behind by Lyons, who stopped a touchdown there. He's all the way down to the 44. Like 
It's a 44-yard run for Batani, and that puts him over 1,000 yards rushing for the season. He came in needing 40, uh, 56, and he's now at 74. So Chris Batani goes over 1,000. Now from the 44, the Raiders are thinking about scoring again. Joyka straight ahead, and he's just going to carry tacklers inside the 40 to the 39 for about five more. Seven carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown for Joyka. Six carries, 74 yards, Batani, and Pakulski has carried five times for 43 yards. Second down here, a delay to Batani. He's got room, 35-30, and run out of bounds near the 25-yard line. He got about 14 more there. And another Raider first down to the 25 with 55 seconds to go. And now Edison takes their third timeout, so the Raiders still have three timeouts left here. So they're at the 25 with 55 seconds to go in the half. And uh, this is actually kind of a big drive because if Almont can get in one more time, and make the extra point, they can start the second half in running time, and that's what you want to do in playoff games. 28-0 Elmont in the lead, and they were a moment ago looking at third and 18 from their own 12, and Batani busted off a 44-yard run to put them in the position they're in now. They don't overdo it with him. He's only touched the ball seven times this half, including twice in the last three plays. He'll be in the backfield with Furkaran. And Bakalski. And now they're going to move Batani to a wing to the right of the quarterback. They've got Walton lined up as a tight end over that way. And they're looking to throw. Davidowski fires a dart, and it's complete. Down to the five-yard line. First down and goal to go. Chase Patani with the catch and a pickup of 20. How about four out of four 50 yards for Davidowski? First down and goal to go. They mark it at the six. Handoff up the middle, Joyka, nobody's going to stop him. He steamrolls into the end zone for another touchdown. And with 32 and a half seconds to go here in the half, it's 34-0 Elmont. Joyka with his second touchdown of the game. And here's O'Neal for the extra point. And he will kick it up and through. O'Neal perfect, five out of five. The Raiders have had five first half possessions for five touchdowns, and they are rolling right now. They lead this one 35 to nothing.
And uh, Almont is doing anything they want, however they want to do it. Through the air and on the ground. And on defense, they have been spectacular. See what O'Neill does on this one, if he kicks it out of the end zone or if he gives him a chance to return it again. Best starting position for Edison here in the first half was their own 30-yard line. But they've gone mostly backwards here in this football game. O'Neill will kick this one deep. It'll bounce at the five. It's juggled a little bit. And on the return now, we've got a flag as, again, out to the 20 goes Landers. So Landers out to the 20, and again, we did have a flag there. And this is going to uh, be a block in the back against Edison, so that'll be at least half the distance. So Edison will start from inside their own 10. We'll call it the seven-yard line. 24 seconds to go to half. I think the best thing they could do here is take a knee. It's 35-0. They will work out of the shotgun here from the seven. Lions is the back now. They've got uh, trips to the right. They are looking to throw, and it's low and dropped near the 15-yard line incomplete. 21 seconds to go in the half. So it'll be second and 10 from their own seven. Again, they'll go three receivers out wide to the uh, right side, single receiver to the left. Brewer taking the shotgun snap, standing at about his own one. Steps back, fires ahead. It's complete. And that's enough for a first down out of bounds at the 20, a pickup of about 13 on the play. Was caught by 17, Kenneth Brown. So Brown picks up the first down out to the 20-yard line. Stops the clock with 14.7 seconds to go. Brewer out of the gun with three receivers to the right. They'll put a man in motion. Straight drop. Pressure coming. Brewer will roll out a little bit. Sets up. Fires it deep downfield. He's got a man open. Landers at midfield. And he's tackled by Pakulski at the 45. That's a 35-yard pickup. No timeouts left here. And they've got to spike the ball here with one second, less than a second to go. So they just did get up to the line, get lined up, and spike the ball. And there's .8 seconds to go in the half. Landers was wide open at midfield. 
for the catch, and then he picked up a, a few extra yards. He gave it to him all the way up at the 41. I thought he was tackled at the 45. So they gave him four extra yards there. So this should be the final play of the half unless the Raiders take a penalty here with under a second to go from the 41. Brewer looking to throw, pressure coming. Now he's got a scramble, he's being chased. Flag on the play, this is holding, so this is coming back and it'll be broken up anyway, so they'll decline the penalty and that'll be halftime. And yeah, Elmont saying we decline any penalty against uh, Edison and your score at the half with the Raiders getting the ball first to start the second half is Elmont 35, Edison nothing. Let's grab a quick break here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Are you ready for some football? Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Can't make it in during normal business hours? Just don't feel like leaving home? Kimball Appliance is now offering in-home sales consultations. I, Jane Williams, will personally come to your house and measure your appliances, show you pricing, give you design options, and check inventory. This is another world-class service that Kimball Appliance is offering that the big box stores could never even think about. Contact Jane at 810-908-8983. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SI. IPC. 
Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we are at uh, halftime here at Elmont, and it was all Raiders in that uh, first half of uh, play. They led 7-0 after one, thanks to a Luke Winkler five-yard touchdown uh, run with 3.15 to go in the uh, first quarter. Then in the second, Cole Walton caught a 10-yard touchdown pass just four seconds into the quarter to make it 14-0 with 8.41 to go in the first half. Winkler caught a 12-yard touchdown pass to make it 21-0 with 5.15 to go in the half. Joyka scored on a 14-yard touchdown run, and then he added a six-yard touchdown run with 33 seconds to go in the half, and it's 35 to nothing. The Raiders had the ball five times in the first half, and they scored five touchdowns on uh, the uh, drives that they uh, had while completely shutting down Edison really until Edison got a big pass play uh, on their last possession just before halftime. Uh, They were in the negative yardage zone until then. But it's been all Almont. We'll take a look at uh, the uh, first uh, half stats in just a moment. Here uh, from Almont, it's 35-0 Raiders at the half on GetStuckOnSports.com. Every grandma knows GetStuckOnSports.com is where the grandkids play. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Making lots of memories. It's your kids. It's your schools. It's your sports. I'm Ted Fitzgerald, and I love this community. I'm proud to serve downtown Port Huron as a Farm Bureau insurance agent. There are a lot of insurance options out there and a lot of places you could go for insurance. But we'll give you personal face-to-face service right here in your community. One agent, one company, one-to-one service. Call the Ted Fitzgerald Agency today, 810-984-5200. Backed by the integrity of Farm Bureau Insurance, a Michigan company. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, 
you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. Do you have questions about your retirement, such as, when will I be able to retire? How do I make the most of the money I have? How can I leave a lasting legacy to my loved ones? If so, you're not alone. As an Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor, Dave Betts can help you find the answers with the exclusive, confident retirement approach. Dave will work with you one-on-one to understand your goals and develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Oh, Elmont in that uh, first uh, half, they lead it 35 to nothing. Uh, statistically speaking, all numbers are unofficial and based on my fourth grade math skills. But I had the uh, Raiders for 49 yards in the air and 196 yards on the ground. 245 yards total on offense in the first half. Davidowski was four out of four for 49 yards in the uh, first half uh, as he completed two to Winkler for 20 yards, one to Batani for 19, and one to Walton for 10 yards. Winkler and Walton each caught touchdown passes in the first half. On the ground, seven carries, 88 yards for Batani. That puts him over 1,000 for the season. He came in needing just 56 yards. He passed the 1,000 mark with a 44-yard run in the second uh, quarter. 
Eight carries, 56 yards for Johnny Joka. He had two touchdowns, the last two touchdowns of the first half for the uh, Raiders. Pahalski, five carries for 43 yards uh, for the Raiders as well. Winkler, two catches, 20 yards, and a touchdown. He had three carries for just six yards, but he had the opening touchdown of the game on a five-yard uh, run for Elmont. On the other side of the uh, ball, Edison had just two yards of offense until uh, their last drive of the half when they hit two long passes uh, that gave them 54 yards of offense for the half. They had 62 through the air and minus eight rushing. Brewer was four out of 14 uh, in the uh, passing department for the 62 yards. 39 of that came on one completion to Landers. And uh, on the ground, they just couldn't get anything uh, going again with uh, only two players trying a carry and getting uh, minus eight yards total. Uh, McBurrow's three carries for minus four. Brewer, three carries for minus four. Almont gets the ball first to start the third quarter, and they're up 35 to nothing in this one at the half here on GetStuckOnSports.com. There's no way you can score without an assist from GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV 835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV 835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales. Just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Grace Memorial is here to serve you during your time of need. With four locations in Port Huron, Kimball, Marine City, and Clinton Township, Grace will take care of all of your needs. They offer funeral services, cremations, burials, monuments, and celebration of life services. Call 810-985-4351 to get in contact. They offer superb service with exceptional facilities at affordable prices. Grace Memorial, because a life well lived, is worth remembering. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, uh, no real out-of-town scoreboard uh, for you this evening. Uh, in our area, this is the only game going on tomorrow. 2 o'clock kickoff in Ubley as they take on Ithaca in a D8 regional final. And also tomorrow at 1 o'clock in eight-man football, Deckerville is at Adrian Lenaway Christian for a semifinal game in eight-man Division Two, And we'll have that game for you around 1240 tomorrow with a 1 o'clock kickoff from Adrian. Uh, the other side of this bracket, assuming that Almont is going to win this game, they're up 35 here at the uh, half. The other side of this uh, bracket is Constantine against Ovid Elsie. They play that game tomorrow at 1. Almont will have the ball first in the third quarter. They're up 35 here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Zimmer Roofing has been serving Eastern Michigan and the Thumb for over 35 years. Family-owned since 1984, Zimmer Roofing is a full-service commercial and residential roofing contractor specializing in flat and low-slope roofing systems, as well as shingles, metal, and insulated wall panels. When you need reliable service from a contractor that you trust who stands by their work, call Zimmer today at 810-966-6991 and request a quote. Zimmer Roofing and Construction experienced and trustworthy. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out the brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. Go into TP Logos and I can assure you, you're going to find something you love for whatever area team you root for. If they don't have what you need, they'll custom make it just for you. That's TP Logos, 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Forest Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Forest Sports. Ted's Coney Island is a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Dine in, carry out, or drive through. Ted's is family friendly with menu options for everyone and they support local high school sports programs. Ted's Coney Island has three convenient locations to serve you. At the north end of Port Huron near Kroger, at the south end of Port Huron on 24th Street just north of Port Huron High, and in Richmond on M19 in Gratiot. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, back at Elmont, and here's the second half kick. Fuller from about his own 20, up across the 30. Fuller to the 40. Fuller, 45, and dragged down at the 47-yard line. And a nice kickoff return there from Jacob Fuller. And we're going to call it the 46 when they uh, finally set the ball down. And we'll see how much Almont goes here with the regulars. Davidowski still in at quarterback. Looks like Tim Miller has checked into the game in the backfield. From the 46, Davidowski will hand it off straight ahead. And dragging defenders with him is Joka all the way to the 42 of Edison. A 12-yard gain for Joka. Is he having a nice uh, game? Nine carries, 68 yards, two touchdowns. For Johnny Joyka, we're in running time to start the second half with the Raiders up by 35. So first down from the 42. Again, Joyka and Miller in the backfield, along with, I believe, Winkler. They're going to make some shifts, too. Maxlow into the game as a receiver out wide to the right. 
keeping it on the ground with Winkler to the 40, and he'll be forced out of bounds or check that. That's not uh, Winkler. Brody Corno with the carry. And he's going to pick up enough for a uh, first down at the 32. That's a gain of 10. So Corno, Miller, and uh, Joyka the back. So it didn't take Almont very long at all to get their starting runners out of there. They still have Davidowski in at quarterback. Got Walton out of there. Well, now Walton back in. He's going to split out wide to the left. Miller in a wing right. Joyka straight ahead. Joyka blasting through. Still on his feet. To the 10, to the 5. He's into the end zone for his third touchdown of the game. A 32-yard run right up the middle. And it gives him 100 yards on 10 carries and three touchdowns. And it's 41-0 Raiders with 9.30 to go here in the third. Boy, that didn't take long at all. And Johnny Joyka have a ball game. Three touchdowns for Joka and 100 yards on the ground tonight. And O'Neal bangs another extra point up and through. He's perfect tonight, six out of six. And it's Raiders 42, Pioneers nothing. So all Elmont, they take the second half opening possession and uh, they basically Stuff it uh, down their throats, a 54-yard scoring drive that time. And they really made it look easy. And, again, that was with uh, a couple of backup backs in there. So they're having a good time tonight, 42-0 Raiders with nine and a half minutes to go here in the third. O'Neal will put it down on the uh, tee. We'll see if he tries to bang this one out of the end zone. McBurrows, and uh, I believe that's Landers who are back deep. Kick it Landers' way. He's going to pick it up at about the seven. Try that far sideline. He is up across the 25 and to about the 30, maybe the 31 or 32. So third quarter, 9-12 to go, and the clock now running, and they're going to put it down at the 30. McBurrows is the running back. They'll go two receivers to the right, a receiver to the left for Brewer, who is four out of 14 for 62 yards. 39 of that came on one pass completion. Brewer's going to keep it himself. He's got some room up the middle. He's got a first down run out across the 40 to about the 44-yard line and a gain of 14. That puts him into positive yardage. Again, Almont's got some backups in on defense, but uh, that's really the first time we've seen Brewer do that, and that was something that we thought they do some more. He's going to take the direct snap, and again, he's going to run forward, and he's close to another first down across the 50 
to about the 47. That's about a nine-yard gain. So Joshua Brewer all of a sudden running with some downhill strength, and we thought we'd see this right off the bat from them. Second and a very short yard here from the 42. Brewer's going to keep it himself. There's a flag on the play. He'll be run out of bounds short of the first down, it looks like. A couple of flags back where normally you see a holding call. So holding against Edison. Flag is down near the 50. So the run by Brewer is negated. And the penalty will be walked off. Back across midfield. It's going to be second down and 11 from about the 44-yard line of Edison. And again, nothing flashy here. Brewer keeps it himself. And this time, the Raiders are ready for him. And they'll stop him for about a one-yard gain. So that'll make it third down. Ball at the 45. We'll call it third and nine. So call it a two-yard pickup there for Brewer. Seven minutes straight up to go here in the third. Again, we're in running time with Almont up by 42. Two receivers split off wide to the uh, left. Again, McBurrow is the running back, but it has been uh, all Brewer here. Again, he'll take the snap, just run straight ahead, and he's back across midfield to the 49-yard line. He got six there. That's going to bring up fourth down and about three. They'll keep the offense out there, and Brewer... And company will try to pick it up. They go a receiver to the left. That's Lions and two receivers out wide to the right. On fourth and three from the Raider 49. Is going to try to get Almont to jump, but they don't flinch. Now they snap it high to him. He's got it, and he's got the first down. Shakes off a tackle, bounces outside. Here's Brewer with room to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, and he's dragged down from behind. And a big run for Brewer. He picks up the first down and more all the way down to about the 13-yard line. A 36-yard run by Brewer. So they're starting to get some offense now, but uh, probably too little too late. Already under 5.20 to go here in the third with the running clock. And even if they score, they'd have to go for two and make it to get it out of running time. Three receivers again with one to the right and two to the left. McBurrow the only back, Brewer out of the shotgun. First down from about the 13. Play action. Throws over the middle. He's got a man, and it's caught for a touchdown. Ken Brown makes the reception for the score. All right. 
Edison really moved the ball well on that drive. And again, you wonder what did they do or why didn't they do this a little sooner? So Brown catches the 13-yard pass. They'll go for two. If they make the two-point conversion here, they can get it out of running time. It'll be kept by Brewer, and he's going to catch the corner and take it in for the two-point try. So Brewer runs it in to make it 42-8, to a 34-point game, and that'll take it out of running time. At least for the moment, because uh, the Raiders are about to get the ball back. And with 4.56 to go in the uh, third, the Pioneers are finally on the board here. Edison on the board on the 13-yard touchdown pass and the two-point conversion from Brewer. But Elmont still very much in control here, up 34, 42-8. Holster will kick it off. This is just the second time they've had to kick off. They'll try an onsides kick, and the Raiders will recover it near midfield. Number 15 came up with the uh, kick recovery. That's Eli McConnell. And it'll be first down Raiders. He covered that up at midfield, but for some reason they're going to set it down at the Elmont 49. 4.55 to go in the third. Smith is going to check into the game here for uh, Elmont. He might be in at quarterback. So Smith into the game now for the Raiders under center. And they'll hand it off straight ahead and get a yard. Number three, DeSano gets the carry. That's Dante DeSano. They've got a couple of DeSanos. Second down and nine from midfield for the Raiders. Again, Sterling Smith in at quarterback. A lot of new faces in here for uh, Elmont. Up by 34 late in the third quarter. Out of a T formation. They'll hand the ball off here to Miller. And Miller will get stopped right at the 50 for no gain. That'll bring up third down. They're actually going to say Miller lost a yard. 
So third and 10 back at the 49. Max Lowe is split out wide to the left here on third down and 10 from the 49. Smith from under center. They'll give it to the first man through and that'll be stopped for no gain. DeSano on the carry and it'll be the first time today that uh, Almont will fail to score on offense. They're actually gonna lose a yard there. So it'll bring up fourth down and 11. We're under three minutes to go here in the third. 42 to eight, Almont in control and punting for the first time today. He's O'Neal, he'll stand right around his own 36 yard line to kick this away. Rugby style and he gets a pretty good boot to it and it's caught and then dropped. That ball was loose for a second, but now it's covered up at the 25 by McBurrows. He tried to run up and catch that on the run, a little basket catch around his knees, and uh, he couldn't come up with it cleanly, but he fell on top of the ball before any Raiders could get there. And with 2.30 straight up to go here in the uh, third, we'll get uh, first down here for Edison from their own 24-yard line. Pioneers finally... Got a score there last time. Brewer is five out of 15 for 75 yards. And he's mostly been running the ball though here in the third quarter. He'll get to the 25 for one yard there. He had three carries for minus four yards at halftime. Now he's got nine carries for 64 yards. So he's had a big third quarter. Two minutes straight up to go on the third. Brewer out of the gun. McBurrows to his left with two receivers that way. One receiver to the right. Straight drop. Brewer sets up. Pressure coming. So he'll roll out. Throw on the run. Downfield into double coverage. And it's broken up at the 45-yard line. They were trying to get it to Landers. So it'll be third down and nine. From the 25-yard line. Two receivers to the right, one to the left here on third and nine from their own 25. Brewer out of the shotgun. He's going to run straight ahead with it, and he will be tackled, but not that far from a first down. He needed to get to the 34, and he may have picked up the first down there. Yep. He needed nine, and he got it, and it's a first down. So 120 to go here in the third. First down, Pioneers from their own 34. Brewer again out of the gun, looking to set up and fire far sideline. It is complete to... 
Lions, and Lions is going to pick up a first down to the 45-yard line on a gain of 11. So now it's first down out at the 45. High snap to Brewer and a flag on the play here as Brewer got about three yards, but this looks like it's coming back. 55 seconds to go, third quarter. And I'm going to assume this is another holding call against the Pioneers. They've had a ton of them tonight. Ten penalties against Edison in this football game. So they have not been good that way. We haven't had a turnover tonight by either side. Now they're looking at first and 20 back at their own 35. We're giving directions from the line. He's got two receivers off to the left and one to the right. Burrow is his only running back, but he hasn't seen much action tonight. Play action here. Brewer looking to unload deep downfield, and he overthrew the intended receiver on that uh, far uh, side. That was, I believe, Caden Farley on the far sideline. Incomplete. Stops the clock with 28.6 seconds to go in the third quarter, and now it will be second down and 20. For the Pioneers from their own 35-yard line. All Elmont in this one, they're up 42-8. Late third quarter. Out of the gun, Brewer's going to run with it. And he bounces outside. Brewer being elusive, gets about 10 yards to the 45. And that will make it now third down and 10. And that will likely be the final play of this uh, quarter. They're lining up like they want to hurry up and get another playoff. They've got uh, six seconds, four seconds, three, two, one. They do get the snap off. This is the final play of the quarter. Third and 10, Brewer on the run, throws short. It's caught for a very short gain. Looks like that was Brown who came up with the catch for no gain, and that will be the end of the third quarter. It's 42 to eight, Elmont. It'll be fourth down and 10 for the Pioneers when we start the fourth quarter. Can't make it in during normal business hours? Just don't feel like leaving home? Kimball Appliance is now offering in-home sales consultations. I, Jane Williams, will personally come to your house and measure your appliances, show you pricing, give you design options, and check inventory. This is another world-class service that Kimball Appliance is offering that the big box stores could never even think about. Contact Jane at 810-908-8983. Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. 
Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Fourth and 10 Edison from their own 45. They'll bring the offense back out on the field. Two receivers to the left and one to the right. Two backs this time for Brewer. Play action, setting up a screen. It's complete to Lyons. He's got the first down and more into Raider territory. Still on his feet at the 30 and finally brought down at the 31-yard line. 24-yard pickup for Lyons. Hundred and ten yards now for Brewer. They set it down at the twenty-six. Brewer keeps it himself and he actually slips and falls after a short gain. Get a couple of yards there. Again, Brewer had minus four yards at halftime, and he's probably going to end up with over 100. He's at 85 now. Second and eight from the 24. So Brewer working out of the gun again. Play action. Drops back. Fires. Has a man open at the 15. Big hit there, but it's a catch. And hanging on to it for a uh, nice uh, catch there was Garland. It's an 11-yard pickup and a first down for Edison from the 15. Again, another play fake. Pass to the corner, and that'll be caught for a touchdown. And Edison hasn't quit. Give him that much. They'll get a 15-yard touchdown pass there. Hauled in by Brown again, I believe. Go for two again. And Brewer straight ahead is into the end zone for the two-point conversion to now make it a 42-16 score. Again, probably too little too late here by Edison, but at least they're playing hard to the end here. So 10.40 to go in the fourth. And the uh, Elmont uh, lead, which was once 42, is now 26. So they still have a a four-score lead here. So I'm not hitting the panic button yet in this one. But if you're Elmont, you'd uh, like to not have a three and out this time around. But again... I also understand that they're trying to protect players. They think they're playing next week now, and they don't want their starters out here getting hurt in a regional game that they feel they've got in hand. So that, I think, more than anything is why Edison has come to life here. We'll expect an onside kick here. The Raiders are too. They've got the hands team out there. And there's the onsides kick, and it's not going to go far enough. And they jumped off sides 
as well. So we've got flags. So this will move them back to the 35, but they still only have to kick the ball 10 yards. Yeah, the ball's got to come back to the 35, so the Raiders' hands team will move up to the 45 of Edison. Pakulski is the deep man for the Raiders just in case they try to bloop one over everybody else who's up by the lines. Another onsides kick attempt, and again, the ball didn't go 10 yards, and somebody from Edison touched it, so I believe the Raiders are going to get it here at about the 44-yard line. Looks like they're going to say the 43, so the ball had only gone eight yards and somebody from Edison tried to scoop it up and be sneaky about it. But it'll be Raiders football. Might be Lane in a quarterback now here for uh, Elmont. I believe this is Blake Lane going under center. Got a receiver out wide to the uh, right. That's Maxlow. Now he'll move in tighter to the line, more in a slot position. And they'll hand it off. Lane will hand it off to... Corno, or check that, Oliphant, I believe, on the carry that time. No, I take that back again. Batani got about four yards. Get it eventually. So Batani gets four. It'll be second and six. And they've got Lane in at quarterback. Now he's the third guy to play that tonight. From the 40. Second and six, 10 minutes to play fourth quarter. Raiders up 42 to 16. Straight up the middle it goes this time. Ooh, and a big hit. The ball came out. Edison thinks they've got it at the 36-yard line, and they do. The ball carrier, I believe, was Maxlow, and it came out. And that's the uh, first uh, turnover of the game by either side. And Edison gets the ball back now and about their own 35-yard line. So 9.47 to go. And again, the uh, Raiders still comfy here. They need four scores. I just don't know that there's going to be enough time for Edison, but if they can do something here quickly from their own 35, first down after the game's first turnover. Brewer 10 out of 22 for 141, but he's running this time straight ahead. Brewer's got a first down 
out close to midfield. They're going to drag him down at the 49 after uh, about a 14-yard pickup there and gives him 99 yards rushing now. 13 carries, 99 yards. That means here in the second half, he has 10 carries for 103 yards because he had three carries for minus four in the first half. First down from the 49. And Brewer looking to throw on a slant, caught by Brown. He's got a first down into Raiders territory. He'll be brought down at about the 38 after about a 13-yard pickup. Brown's been his favorite guy. Five catches, 54 yards for him so far. They're going hurry up now. From the 38, Brewer's going to keep. And going to try to bounce outside, and not much there. He got maybe a yard. So second and nine coming up from the 37. So 8.40 to go here in the uh, fourth quarter. Raiders up 26, so it's a four-score lead. And I think that's why Almont's not really overly concerned right now. Even if Edison scores on this possession, they're still down three scores. So maybe not as pretty as you want it to be, but again, they're thinking next week already. And now we're going to get a timeout burned here by Edison with 8.16 to go. So they will have two remaining. 42-16 is your score. With 8-16 to play, we hope, in the football game. Elmont had a 42-0 lead in the game after their first uh, drive of this second half, made them five for five on offense. But on their last two possessions, they went three and out, and then they fumbled. And now Edison looking at second and nine from the Raider 37 with 8.16 to go. Shotgun formation with a running back on either side of Brewer. Play action, and Brewer is going to slip and fall, and they're going to get a sack out back near the 47. That'll be a loss of about 10 on the play. So a loss of 10 on the play will make it second down and about 19 back at the 47. That helps. Again, with two receivers to the left and a single receiver to the right and two backs now in the backfield with Brewer out of the gun. Again, more play action, and the Raiders are coming, but they just can't tie up Brewer. Now he's got room, 45-40. Brewer to the 35, looking for the sidelines, and he's out of bounds at about the 37-yard line, maybe the 38. And uh, that was an incredible run to the 33, they're saying, is where he stepped out of bounds. So that's a 14-yard pickup, and it gives them a chance here. Fourth down and five at the 33. 
7.31 to go here in the football game. I'd be shocked if anybody but Brewer kept the ball here. Well, he is looking to throw. Firing near side. It's caught. That's Brown. Shakes off a man, and he's down to the 10-yard line. First down and goal to go here for Edison. And a pickup of 23 more for Kenny Brown, who's caught six passes in the game now. So first and goal to go from the 10. Clock running with 7.15 to go. Brewer working out of a shotgun again. He's got Brown to the near side, two receivers off wide to the left, and a back to either side. Play action. Brewer looking for Brown again. Juggled at the goal line incomplete. Maxlow on the coverage there. Brewer now 12 out of 25 for 177 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Seven oh two to go here in the fourth. 42-16, Almont. But Edison knocking on the door. Second and 10 from the 10. High snap. Brewer's going to gobble it up, go to the five, get to the goal line. They're not going to stop him. He's going to bang his way into the end zone for a score. A 10-yard touchdown run by Brewer. Gets Edison a little closer again. That will make it 42-22. So it's still a three-score game. Joshua Brewer into the end zone. They're going for two again. Try to make this an 18-point game, and again, it's easy for Brewer. Running straight ahead for the third straight time, he gets the conversion. And it's 42-24. to 24. Still a three-score lead here for Almont with 6.56 to go. So we'll see if the Raiders are still comfortable or if they come back with the number one unit here, try to get some first downs and run some clock on this possession. So a once 42 to nothing lead is uh, now cut to 18 as Edison has 24 unanswered. But again, the Raiders just don't seem to be too panicky yet. Here's the onside's kick attempt. They'll roll it ahead, and it'll be recovered at midfield by Almont. Edison's onside kick attempts really haven't been close yet. They're going to be first down Raiders at their own 49. So Davidowski's back in at quarterback, so it looks like now that it's within 18, the Raiders are going to uh, try to uh, get something going on this drive and uh, just remind everybody they're in control. They're going to hand off straight ahead. Joka has a first down run, it looks like, to about the 41-yard line. That'll be a pickup of 12. 
going to give them 13 yards to the 40. Check that, 11 yards to the 40. 11 carries, 111 yards, and three touchdowns for Joka today. We're almost halfway through the fourth, 6.30 to go. Raiders first down at the Edison 40. Dave Adowski will go under center. He'll use uh, every bit of the uh, play clock that he can before he gets under center to snap it. Then he'll hand it off again, and this is Joka. Bounced it outside to the 30, 35, 25 to the 20, and run out of bounds at the 15 after another 15-yard pickup. And Joka accelerated that time and took the edge and picks up another first down. So, again, Elmont has really got everything under control here, and they're proving it by saying, yeah, if Edison gets close, we can do this. We can put our starters back in on offense and crank it down the field in a couple of plays. (laughs) Out of a T look with 5.40 to go from the 15. Davidowski will again give it to Joyka. Not much there. He gets to the line of scrimmage and gets stopped for no gain that time. So clock uh, continues to run here. Got 5.15 to go in uh, the football game. Raiders up by 18. They were up by 42, but again, uh, Edison is made this one look a little better cosmetically, mostly against the uh, Elmont uh, second stringers. First string back in there on offense here, second and 10 from the 15. And they'll give the ball to Fuller for a run. And that's his first carry of the night, and he's going to be stopped for no gain. So Edison now trying to make a defensive stand. Third down and 10 from the 15. And again, Elmont in no rush here. They're going to take as much time off the play clock as they can. And if they don't get a first down here, they've got an excellent uh, kicker in O'Neill. So 4-10 to go. Davidowski under center again in a T formation. Going to hand it off to Chase Batani. He's going to get to the 10. He's going to get to the 5. He's going to get into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. On third and 10, he goes 15 yards. He's up over 100 for the game, and the Raiders get it right back and go up 48-24. to So that 15-yard run, if it wasn't already put to bed, and I think it was, is probably going to put it to bed with four minutes to go. O'Neal for the point after. And it's up and it's good. O'Neal 7 out of 7 on extra points. Raiders 49, and the Pioneers 24. Chase Patani, the latest Elmont player to find the end zone. They're back up 25 now. 
With exactly four minutes to play. to uh, kick it off. Early on, he was blasting these deep through the uh, end zone, but uh, of late, they've been kicking them short and allowing the returns. And again, I think Edison's best starting position tonight was about their own 30. From about the eight here, this is Upshaw, and now he's going to uh, bounce off a tackle out to the 25, to the 30, still on his feet, running hard to the 35. This is an impressive return. Looked like they had him trapped inside the 20, and he just wouldn't go down until he got out to about the 39-yard line. It's a great return. Landers needs a little help to get to the sidelines, but that was an inspired kick return by him. To the 39, 3.44 to go, two timeouts left for Edison. And now we've got a Raider down back inside the 35-yard line, so we'll get uh, an official's timeout. It's a 25-point lead for Elmont with 3.44 to go. They lead it 49-24. to The injured uh, player was uh, Aiden Oliphant, but he's up and okay. Came off the field under his own power. So, while they put the starters back in on offense for that last drive, they're going to remain with a lot of subs in the game here defensively. Because, again, I don't think they really care if Edison scores again as long as they take some time off the clock while they're doing it. Two receivers to the left and one to the right. And they're going to throw Brown's way. He makes the catch at the 40. And Brown, working hard, is stopped shy of the 45 after about a five-yard pickup. Stayed in bounds, so the clock's still running, which is fine by Almont. And they gave him six on the play. Second and four from the 45. Brewer again working out of the shotgun. Play action, firing deep for Brown. Oh, he makes a great catch, and he's down to the 15-yard line. A 40-yard pass completion to Brown. About nine catches, 123 yards for Brown of the 223 that Brewer has passed for tonight. And with 3.01 to go, it's now first down at the Elmont 15. And the defender is down. I think that's Maxlow who is out there on the coverage. So, yeah, that was Max Lowe. He's up now. You know, 
Walk off under his own power. 3.01 to go here in the uh, fourth quarter. 49-24, Raiders lead it by 25. Edison not giving it up, though. They're going to fight to the end. That ends up being a 41-yard pass play to Brown. He's having a, a great ball game, but again, a lot of this is just coming in a situation where I don't think the Raiders really care about the yards or even the points. They're just letting the clock wind down and thinking about playing in the semifinal next week. Brewer over the middle. Oh, he had Brown wide open at the goal line, and he gunned it way over his head. A good throw there, and they got another score. Brewer 14 out of 28. 2.50 to go. Second down and 10 from the 14. Brewer out of the gun, high snap. Now he's rolling out back there and he's hit hard and knocked down. Finally they got him and knocked him down. Edison hasn't used a timeout yet here. And Brewer really got rocked back there for a loss. Back to about the 22. They lose about eight there. And now they are going to burn a timeout with 2.29 to play. They have one remaining. And again... Even with two-point conversions, it's a four-score game. And they've got one timeout left in 229. So, again, the final score in this one won't indicate how much Almont really dominated the game. 35 nothing in the first half, and... Again, most of what Edison has done here has been against the second... Uh, unit guys, just simply because I think Almont's known since halftime they're going to win this game, and they're thinking about keeping everybody healthy for the semifinal game, which will be against either Constantine or Ovid Elsie. Those two teams will play tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. So third and 18 now back at the 22. Brewer play action, flag on the play, and he throws the ball short. And if this is against it's another holding against Edison that uh, Elmont will decline and they'll make it fourth down. So fourth and 18 for the Pioneers from the Raider 22. So from the 22, they need at least 18 here. And I'm sure they're going to be looking to throw the ball into the end zone. Brown's been his favorite guy. He's to the near side. Another high snap. Batted down by Brewer. Now he just has to run forward with it. He got back to the line of scrimmage, and they'll turn it over on downs. And they have only one timeout remaining. Don't know if they would use it. But Almont uh, 
should be able to uh, get most of the clock down here. Raiders, 2.19 to go. And they're going to take over at their own 21-yard line. So Davidowski under center. Running. Joka for about a yard. And uh, Edison is going to burn their final timeout here with 2.10 to go. About 14 carries, 127 yards, and three touchdowns tonight for Johnny Joyka. Nine carries, 107 yards, and a touchdown for Chris uh, Chase Patani. And he's also caught a pass for 19 yards. They've been the, uh, the big guns in this one for the Raiders. Davidowski, four out of four for 49 yards. He hasn't attempted a pass in the second half. He hasn't been under center for most of this second half. Smith got a series, and uh, Lane got a series. Two ten to go. It'll be second down and nine Raiders from their own 23-yard line. Referee has uh, got to get into position. He was over on the Elmont sideline during the break. Now he's ready to go. So second and nine Raiders from their own 23-yard line. They're going to give the ball to Patani, and he is going to get across the 25 to about the 27-yard line. He got about four yards there. It'll bring up third down and about Five. No way for Edison to stop the clock, and if Almont picks up another first down here, they can kneel things out. Ninety seconds to go on the clock running. So they come up for third down and five. And they needed uh, some medical help, I think, on the other side of the uh, field. So the Almont trainer was allowed to run across the field over to the Edison sideline. So third and five. Raiders at their own 27 with 110 to go. Again, Davidowski will wait as long as he can to get under center here. Under a minute to go here, and again, if they uh, get a first down here, and they jumped offside, and that might be, nope, false start. Too bad. The offside would have given them the first down. Instead, they'll be looking at third and 10 back at the 22. 52 seconds to go on this one. Now wind the clock. So now they can uh, pretty much they can run a play here and then not have to run another play. 
And they're actually going to go into victory formation here and take a knee. So Davidowski will do that. And now they don't have to run another play because there's 20 seconds to go in the game, and that's going to officially do it tonight here from Elmont. A lot of scoring in uh, this one. All Elmont in the first half. They did just enough in the second half, and Edison played hard to the end. But your final score is going to be the Raiders 49, Edison 24, and the Elmont Raiders are regional champs, and they're headed to the semifinals, and we'll tell you all about it in just a moment. Are you ready for some football? Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Ted's Coney Island is a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Dine in, carry out, or drive through. Ted's is family friendly with menu options for everyone, and they support local high school sports programs. Ted's Coney Island has three convenient locations to serve you. At the north end of Port Huron near Kroger, at the south end of Port Huron on 24th Street, just north of Port Huron High, and in Richmond on M19 in Gratiot. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Hi, I'm David Boganum, the proud owner of St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. I was born and raised in the Blue Water area, as were many of my sales staff. Here at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we care about your personal experience. As a family-owned dealership, we know car buying can be very stressful. When you buy a car from us, we develop a relationship that lasts longer than the car buying experience. Whether it's our new or pre-owned sales, our award-winning service, parts, or more, we are here to take care of you. So come say hello at the corner of Kearney and Fredmore Highway. No appointments needed when you come see your neighbors at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep do you like to think about your insurance? Maybe not, but I sure do. Hi, I'm Ted Fitzgerald, your Farm Bureau insurance agent in downtown Port Huron, and I'll take care of all your insurance worries for you. As your insurance advisor, I'm always thinking about ways to protect local families and businesses and how to make our community a better place to live. My staff and I would be proud to handle all of your insurance needs. Visit me at 333 Huron Avenue or give me a call at 810-984-5200. We're Farm Bureau Insurance, a Michigan company. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, uh, in the end, the final's going to be 49-24, to but Elmont led 42 to nothing with uh, 9.30 to go in the third quarter. Uh, and then they got a lot of different people into the lineup, and it was then that Edison got it going. Kenny Brown caught a couple of touchdown passes from Joshua Brewer. Brewer ran in another score, and he ran in three two-point conversions. Uh, but uh, then the Raiders put the starters back in, and Batani got a touchdown run with four minutes to go. Just to remind them who was going to win this game, 49-24 will be your final. The Raiders uh, just had a, a 
excellent night really on both sides of the ball because their starting uh, defense didn't give up any points. 14 carries, 127 yards, and three touchdowns for Johnny Joyka. And uh, 10 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown for Jace, uh, Chase Batani as uh, the uh, Raiders ran wild for most of this football game. Uh, and uh, you combine that with... Uh, 284, 290. They had 289 yards rushing in the game, plus another 49 yards through the uh, air, which would give them uh, 338 yards of total offense. And again, in the first half, uh, Edison had uh, 60, uh, uh, 54 yards. They got a few more than that. Kenny Brown ended up with nine catches for 124 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Brewer ended up throwing for 224 and rushing for 106 yards in the uh, ball game, which meant he had 110 yards rushing in the second half because in the first half he had minus four. Why they waited so long, too, to run him because that was something that uh, Coach Lusby had to talk to us about in the uh, pregame was that they like to run the quarterback a lot, and he runs downhill. And that's exactly what he did in the uh, the second half, but he didn't start doing it until the score was 42 to nothing. So it was too little, too late. In the end, Almont gets the win. Edison will finish the year 8-4, and four, and Almont is now 11-1, and one, and they're headed to the D6 semifinals. They'll play either Constantine or Ovid Elsie. They're scheduled to play tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock in Constantine. If Constantine wins that game because the semifinals are at a neutral site, the game will probably be somewhere in the Lansing area. And if Ovid Elsie wins the game, they're looking at maybe Lapeer or Holly as to where that game would uh, be played. I want to remind you that there's still football tomorrow. Uh, Ubley takes on Ithaca 2 o'clock in the D8 regional final at Ubley. And at 1 o'clock in eight-man Division Two, it's a semifinal. Deckerville takes on Adrian Lenaway Christian from Adrian Lenaway Christian for the right to go to the uh, eight-man D2 championship game. And uh, we'll have kickoff at 1 o'clock, pregame at 12.40 tomorrow, right here on Stream 1. That's going to wrap up our coverage here tonight. Congratulations, the Almont Raiders are regional champs as they beat Detroit Edison by a final score of 49-24. to Hope you've enjoyed the broadcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.